0: Yo, I'm Chad. This is Eric. And together we are... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming this podcast live on twitch.tv as we speak. It's 8 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. It's a school night.
1: (laughs) Welcome. We are video
0: game slash comic slash... Did I say Movie well you did podcast, it, but back. i yeah we're whatever because yes. all i have
1: all i have today is a bunch of thunder dumps and i'm all over the fucking place on it so
0: i would I tell you one of my thunder that i would say right now it's purim which is as i explained to our father and he giggles every single year it's the jewish halloween right really so, yes jewish kids uh hanukkah has become a thing right uh-huh. because they don't want to feel left out for christmas now, um, if you didn't celebrate Halloween, and it's kind of like, it's not really a Christian holiday, but if you didn't celebrate Halloween, we got you covered. Because in February, it's Purim time.
1: Now, do you get candy or money or... Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Well, they have this, well, there's this whole story, and it's traditional to do like a puppet show, you know. Boring. What do they get? They get these awesome triangle-shaped uh cookies. Ninja stars? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, no, they're they're hard. They're these hard cookies called uh, Hamantaschen. That oh, so, sounds shitty already. Ah, uh, they're awesome. No, no, they're great. That sounds terrible. It's like, no, no, it's, it's like a triangle shaped cookie with like some jelly bits in the middle, and they're really tasty. Mm. And it's supposed That's to. That's it. it what, uh, it's, it's supposed to resemble like the the dark enemy of the people's ears? So it's like you're eating off his ears every
1: time you eat one. And everywhere you go, you get the same damn cookie. Yeah. So there's no Reese's peanut butter hanukkah cookie or what was it called again hanush what i don't (laughs) forget what the what's the fucking holiday called again hanukkah no no No, no. purim Purim. so every single like halloween every house you get something different for candy this every house you get you get the same damn cookie and so you just got like a couple dozen oh
0: no it's 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 uh you not you don't go trick-or-treating you dress up in costume and then you go to temple and then you eat uh, cookies and you have, like, a carnival and it's, like, bouncy houses and, like, carnival games and stuff. All right. Yeah. I know. It's, like, it's, it's not the greatest in terms, in that perspective, but it's just awesome to see kids just dressed up in costumes like Spider-Man, Superman, etc. in the middle of winter uh, walking around New York City. Uh, I'm always excited. Plus, we get work. Spider-Jew mm.
1: spider and Super-Jew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good for cookies, I guess. I love cookies, but if it was the same damn cookie all the time, I'd be like, "Come on, man." Mm-hmm. Get some variety. Ah, uh, hamantashen. I just
0: love them. And in New York, right. in New York City, they serve them all year round. Well, great. We got to talk
1: about big time news coming. Oh yeah. So wait, 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 wait. This isn't about that dress, is it? No. God. Fucking talk about that bullshit on this podcast. All right. Good. So. All right. so will forte is in the news okay his new show last man on earth is premiering right now i guess Mm -hmm. i'll I'll watch it tomorrow okay uh will forte famous for saturday night live famous for his mcgruber sketch Uh. famous for making the mcgruber movie that bombed that i fucking love (laughs) love mcgruber i'm telling you it is the perfect send-up of all 80s action movies. It's really good. It bombed because it was released against Shrek Four, and it was released in the wrong time of the season. Mm. But it is a classic. So, anyways, three years ago, hadn't heard from Will Forte after that movie and stuff. I thought he might might actually be um desperate or lonely <laughs> enough to go on our <laughs> podcast. You know, I was like, oh, maybe we can get Will Forte. Yeah, Isn't yeah. That stupid. That's right. Didn't you uh, like write him a letter? I wrote him a letter, and I actually I found it um, a week ago, and I actually posted it on our Facebook page. Hmm. Cool. So um, it's the actual letter I wrote him saying, hey, you know, come on our podcast. We'll tell you how awesome we are. And mm. so, um, yeah, we'll tell of course, you how awesome we are. Yeah, so <laughs> now, but I mean, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty hot right now, which mm. is good because as long as this TV show, goes uh, Last Man Earth, goes good, he now has the clout to do, Groover, the mm. sequel. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> I'm so pumped, dude. Have you watched MacGruber yet? I haven't. I'm, I apologize. Uh, 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 God, Chad, I'm telling you, you would love this movie. You would love this movie. It's on. You it's on to. the list. It's
0: on the list. It's right. It's Pump right. Pump it to the top. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll put it. I'll put it right above Power Slash Rangers, uh, the, the dark reboot that I should have watched with everyone on Vimeo before they took it down. Damn you, Chad!
1: That was the next thing on my list to talk about. We can, we can talk you, about it, but you haven't seen it. How did you not see it? I'm pretty sure you posted it on our Facebook page. I did, I did. But the thing, the thing is, is you like, post shit on our page without previewing it first. No, oh, the thing, yes, because everybody's for, talking. about dude,
0: dude! One of our favorite producers like made a, a produced a Power Ranger movie. I mean, that's yeah. just the news that I want to hear. No, so 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 the thing is, is like. I kind of promised myself not to get into the things that, uh, like, I saw it and immediately thought, oh, my God, I want this for our film festival at MAGFest. That's just, that's just it. I was like, dude, this this could play so amazingly, and this, there's, like, the right audience for this at a film festival where you can get away with with murder. So yeah. I'm like, all right, but my rule is... I can't watch it right now because it's 15 minutes long and I promised myself and you know, like unconsciously to my family that I wouldn't work on film festival stuff until June because it consumes my life. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to hold off on watching this. It's going to be great. It's going to be online forever. And then boom, it's gone.
1: All these rules, Chad. You should have just watched it one time. I skimmed 15 it. 15 minutes. That's it. <laughs> just watch it once. It, I mean, it's nice that you want to have it next year in film festival, but it's old news by then.
0: Well, that's the thing. is like people like me, you know, with jobs and lives, uh, et cetera, kids. I, so
1: I clearly have none of those
0: because I watched <laughs> it. Is that where you're going? No. <laughs> no, no, but it's just like uh, I, I just could not find time to watch it. But I skimmed it, and I read everybody's opinions about it. I mean, who cares about those? But
1: um, Well, here's my opinion. It was awesome. Yeah. Power Rangers sucks. Mm-hmm. This didn't suck. <laughs> there, it was awesome. I'm like, the first 30 seconds was amazing. They show you a perspective of a power ranger mm-hmm. in a fight like like th- looking through their helmet visor yeah and like battle everywhere and giant robots battling and stuff i was like holy shit this is so good um you know james vanderbeek being a tough guy and eh, a little laughable but katie Sack- sackhoff's awesome well she was always badass so no man uh i don't know too bad you didn't carve out 15 minutes cuz it was good it was real good um no, I'm,
0: I'm looking forward to it. no it's like uh, pirate bay is back online and one of the first things i looked for was a rip and it's up there so it's on it not only was it on my list but it's on my computer and maybe after all this guilt i'll just watch it afterwards
1: this guy is the king of the shorts because mm-hmm. he did the punisher dirty laundry mm-hmm. he did the venom uh short right truth and journalism he, he did the power ranger short i feel like there's another big short of his that i watched i mean obviously and then he did dread well so. he, he did the
0: dread cart well he did the dread cartoon yeah dread animated those are the four of his uh, and that was good too yeah so i didn't you know i didn't really care for that one i think it was just the animation style you know i was kind of like uh wasn't really yeah, feeling it was
1: it. very very 90s animation style which yeah. i didn't care for either but i mean i still like the the story of the mm-hmm. dark you know, Judge, but you know, it's a choice it's true but yeah well that that shit was awesome so what do you got because i got a bunch of thunderdumps but i mean if you got something major
0: no, man. Well, Leonard Nimoy, uh, RIP, man. No, 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 no. Like, it's
1: time. No, no, no. I'm I'm not trashing him, but it's oh. like, there's very few people we eulogize on this podcast, and I just no. don't think he's good enough. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Leonard no, no, no.
0: Nimoy is the man.
1: <laughs> All right. Who have we eulogized on this show so far? Macho Man. True. Anyone else? I guess Leonard Nimoy is number two, man. I mean, we gave a brief shout-out to Ultimate Warrior, so I will allow you a brief shout-out to Leonard Nimoy, but, I mean, you know, it's not like Spock changed my life or anything.
0: No, it's true, but, well, like, all right, so I have known about Leonard Nimoy's uh, unintentional comedy albums for some time now. Yeah. I, I, I am and continue to, uh, to be a fan of his uh, serious cover album, just, just like Kirk's cover album, that turned out to be hilarious hilarious and uh, his cover of if i had a hammer is like comedy gold it's right up there with uh with um, with kirk's um cover of lucy in the sky with diamonds which is just uh, awful
1: awful yeah. bad
0: but at least nimoy it's funny like they both released albums at the same time trying to capitalize on their star trek fame trying to get something started keep going keep going uh nimoy's is actually decent but you have to listen to his first to appreciate how horrible kirk's is Mm. you know Um, and uh, you know throughout the years whenever I see him like you know
1: I I always thought he did a good job
0: and he voiced some of the like yo Galvatron
1: yes I posted a Galvatron yes he was the voice of Galvatron only in Transformers, the animated movie. Yes. He did a good job as it. Then Frank Welker took back over, and that's really who should have been it anyways. Yeah, I mean, yes. So, but, but yes, he was good in the movie, and I did appreciate him as Galvatron. Then he came back and he did Sentinel Prime, mm-hmm. and Michael Bay's Transformers 3. Right, it was a little, and little he was, throwback. He was fine in that too.
0: Mm-hmm. He also voiced, I mean, like there's like little things here or there, where every once in a while they'd be like, a Leonard Nimoy, like he, uh, he did the narration for Seaman, which is this a hilariously weird dreamcast game who remembers the dreamcast nobody who remembers hmm. that game nobody who bought it absolutely nobody but he's in it and it's just it just makes it that much weirder hmm. so anyway uh rest in peace lennon Nimoy. you were good i hope they film those scenes for star trek 3 now Otherwise, let's talk about
1: out. let's talk about something more important dirt pudding Dirt. Oh, yeah. Mm. Dude, how fucking epic was Dirt Pudding back (laughs) in the 80s? Wait, wait, wait. wait, Hey, screw you, dead actor that everybody loved. Pudding is where it's at. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. Come on, I'm king of the transitions. We went from a guy who just got put in the dirt Mm. to Dirt Pudding. Okay. Dude, how epic. Now, think about this. A lot of people don't even know what Dirt Pudding was. Mm. But let me just tell you, Dirt Pudding was this dessert that just came out of nowhere and fucking burst on the scene like a comet. And then, obviously, it couldn't sustain itself in it. It just flared out. But in that brief amount of time, nothing was hotter than dirt pudding. That's true. And there was a lot of presentation that goes into it, too. So
0: I'm, I'm trying to Google the name right now of what other people call this. So maybe
1: there's, like, another well, name. Dirt pudding was, like, chocolate pudding, okay? Uh-huh. And then you took a, you took Oreos or Oreo crumbs and you, like, blended them up. And that was your dirt. Yeah. And then you took gummy worms and you fucking... Stuck them in there, you know, because worms eat dirt. Aquabats, mm-hmm. and then and then yeah, presentation. You could put it in a, a plant pot, and yeah. you could take like a little spade shovel and shovel it onto your your plates.
0: Yeah, and there, and there's like you know you could go crazy. I mean, there's like fake flowers you can put on top. Yeah. I mean, you could like try and do the old switcheroo and be like, hey kids, this
1: is your dessert, dirt, haha. You know,
0: for unsuspecting kids.
1: But but basically pudding with oreo ground up was suddenly like there weren't combos combo desserts back then dudes like all you know you could have pudding you could have oreos but all of a sudden it was like check this shit out yeah double ah! like it was amazing yeah. and then but like i said then everyone did it and then everyone's like all right now we're over it and then dirt pudding has been gone for 20 years except for you know like after school programs stuff mm-hmm. like that where it's a craft
0: that's true you know what gummy worms were never as good as when they were, like, super slimy with, like, chocolate pudding covered, you know? And
1: and chilled, because you had to chill it in the fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made I mean, them a little yeah. harder, so. Yeah, you're always like, yeah, hey, give me the good gummies. Goddamn lemon-lime motherfucking gummy worm. <laughs> Damn it, lemon-lime gummy worm. You, just, you look good <laughs> on paper, but lemon-lime gummy worm in dirt pudding does not fucking work. Yeah. You want the ones that are, like, red and white gummy worms? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the white part flavor was oh, actual worm <laughs> it's well it's 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 probably just like
0: the, the process the processed part that did not get the uh red number
1: five or whatever like like what was like yeah. in your opinion what was the best gummy worm combo because lemon lime was green and yellow mm-hmm. then there was the red and white one what was like your favorite gummy worm what was the best one
0: see i th- i think i would go for Red and white or or some kind of light color because you don't want to go for, like, the dark colored ones. I think they got, like, too much food coloring. You know, like, the green and reds were always kind of, like, touch and go.
1: Yeah, there was, like, uh, blue went well with most of them. Hmm. Like, blue, red. Uh, I I never saw blue, yellow. But I I think I saw blue, red.
0: I'm I'm having these flashbacks of eating them when I was, like, six. Yeah. And when, like, mom surprised us with it, too, because every once in a while, mom was cool. And she'd be yeah. like, check this out, guys. And and uh, and we're like, wow, this is the greatest thing you've ever done since uh, since that pink cake mixture. Yeah, man. Old.
1: Oh, my God. I can't even think of it. Well, I'm just saying dirt pudding was the shit. Yeah. You know what? You know what was what rivaled dirt pudding in the 80s? These were the top two creative desserts. Dirt pudding mm-hmm. and cake, cake cones. Where you okay. took ice cream cones and you baked fucking cake inside the cake cone, and then you put icing on top of it and you ate it like an ice cream, but it wasn't ice cream because it was cake. Wait, wait, is that like a cake pop? Yeah, Cake cone. I've never heard of that. That's what we call them, cake cones, because it was an ice cream. It was in an ice cream cone, so instead of ice cream cone, you called it cake cone. What? And and then the cone, the ice cream cone itself, got softened. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. So it tasted better. And then the fucking cake, and then the icing on top of it. Cake cones, man. Some kid brought that in for their, for their birthday at school. You mm-hmm. were like, you—that's my new best friend right there, man. Yep. Being cake cones.
0: You know what? You know what was terrible about cake cones though was
1: like Nothing. if you
0: no no no, it, <laughs> no 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 like the waffle cone on the outside was like made of cardboard. So if you finished off the cake part too early, you just had to like to munch on the uh, the cone part, and it was like awful. It was like a mouthful of sawdust. No
1: Wait, man. The cake went to the bottom. of if you're, if someone's mom made them correctly, the cake went all the way down. I feel
0: like I had like some pretty ghetto ones, you know, mm-hmm. where like you know, like you, you get like a, a a box of like smushed cones from like the dollar store. Uh-huh. Ba- back in the day, there was not a dollar store. I guess you get them from like the back of Ames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've, <laughs> I, I had like a couple experiences. Maybe I had like the roller rink, you know, mm-hmm. where somebody's like, "All right, cake cones," and you eat one, and you're like, "Oh God, this is horrible," but it's sugary, well- so I'm gonna eat it.
1: Well, everything tastes shitty at a roller rink. Yeah, it's true. Pizza, pretzels. There's <laughs> something about the stink of a roller rink that just makes all food taste shittier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the plastic plates they serve them on or something. <laughs> it's just the fucking stench of failure from the employees. Uh, Aw. <laughs> uh, but they're really good at
0: roller skating. <laughs> really good. They can like do all kinds of tricks
1: and hate their life choices. I don't know. Uh. This is the fucking most random podcast we've ever had. <laughs> Let me try and do something. Let's get it back to some nerdy stuff. All,
0: all right. right. This all
1: is a thought. I mean, no one really cares about this either, but I do have to, to dedicate two minutes to this next topic. Okay. My three-year-old son is the fucking next generation Mario Kart champion. Mm. I've been sending you and, and our other brother, Jared, texts all the time. So I, I'm playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo Wii, not yeah. the Wii U. I've got Mario Kart and, and he's watched us play it every Christmas since he was, you know, like two months old or whatever. Right. And we used to give him like a fake controller and be like, yo, this is you. You're playing right here. And so now <laughs> I'm like, here, you can play with me. And we started out doing battles in the battle zone. Mm-hmm. And then we, we upgraded. And so right now we're doing team mode race uh, racing. So team mode, six people are on the red team, six people on the blue team. So me and him are on red with four other teammates, and then you got six blue. And it's on 100 cc's, mm-hmm. which is the medium setting. Oh, wow.
0: So you're actually going like normal. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're 100 yeah. cc. And, you know, the kid's always in 12th and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he starts placing. Mm. So it's coming in like 11th 10th, because he learned how to use weapons, which is something our dad never figured out. I know. <laughs> so he's like, I got a bullet. And he hits it. And psh- I mean, he does rely on a lot of weapons, because, you know, he starts out in the back of the pack. Whatever. You know, that, that's a game, though, that, like, you can go from from last to first yeah so if he if he's on a racetrack where he can fall off a lot you know like you know wario's gold mine i mean the kid's fucked you Mm -hmm. know because he oversteers like crazy again he's three (laughs) and uh (laughs) and for the record i only let him play 20 minutes a day so it's not like i'm a terrible parent or anything like that debatable but um yeah no there's some people like uh
0: like there's one guy who started this video series where he's like all right i'm gonna teach my four-year-old daughter starcraft and he's uh-huh. like, and she's going to be the greatest in the world. But at, like, 20 minutes in, she's like, I don't want
1: to do this anymore. And he's like, shut up. Oh, no, no. I, it's <laughs> the opposite for me. After 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm turning it off. He's like. Aah! Oh, sure. But anyway, so all of a sudden, he's, like, placing in, uh, you know, he's not coming in 12th and stuff. And then yesterday, he came in second place. Wow. And I came in first. Oh well, yeah, on be shy better. guy beach. On shy guy beach, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sitting there looking at the other guys, like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did he do that? You know, and he knows where he knows where secret passageways are and stuff mm-hmm. just from watching me, and uh, it's crazy. So then I was like, all right, I'm gonna step aside. I got other, I got adult stuff to do. You can play one more circuit. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing a team, he did so. You no, know, he did team, but it was just him now. And uh, um, he came in second place on his own team after four races. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So then I was like, all right, well, let's see how you do. By yourself, no teams. I set it back to 50 cc's, the easy, easy one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you're, in, you're by yourself. So, you know, when you play as team, only half the racers are trying to kill you. Mm. So we'll do it as a team. Now 11 racers are trying to kill you. We'll put it back in 50 cc's. We do the first circuit, which is like the mushroom cup or whatever. Yeah. Kid goes, first place, first place, first place, third. Nice. Wins the goddamn trophy. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and when he got third place on the last one, the Toads Factory, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh man, yes. I didn't win." Yes, <laughs> it's like he was disappointed they didn't get four. That he that he only ended up with like uh, fucking like fifty five points instead of sixty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so awesome. uh, yeah, couldn't believe it. So I, don't, I figure he's going to be able to beat our sister by Christmas. Oh, he's or already actually, beat. by tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, if he got if he got first place in something, he's
1: already surpassed her. Sorry, like sorry, it. Leah. Yeah. So anyways, just wanted to devote two minutes to just say, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That's awesome. No, I, I can't wait.
1: I can't wait to,
0: you're, you know, you're, you're building him up, and I'll crush his dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's great. I, I can't wait. You know, the last... Uh, at Christmas time, you know, we're, you were still trying, you're still using the fakie controller and I could just yep. see it in his eyes. I was like, he understands. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. So we, we played, um, what was it? The the Zelda game on um, on that the Wii game compilation on uh, Nintendo uh-huh. World. Nintendo something. I just got no brain today. I'm tired. Uh, yeah. And we, we have a ton of fun together, you know, and I was like, you know, he can really do it. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you guys are playing together
1: yeah he's still um you know knowing all the buttons to push is difficult but mario kart really lends itself to little kids because Mm -hmm. it makes sense you steer that you turn the wheel right your guy goes right yeah so it makes sense but he's got his finger on the gas and he's he's using the weapons too so awesome who would have thought
0: that's great man well you know a lot of people underestimate little kids that's what that's all i gotta say about that you know it's like it happens all the time where people are like oh my god look at this little kid he could play the violin." really really well and he's only you know x years old it's the same story with like anything you're like well after a while you see a pattern kids are actually uh good at things and smart
1: don't underestimate my kid because i'll teach him to kick you in the balls (laughs) (laughs) go
0: for the balls
1: that's right well if you get it's like all right you get one you get one shot in
0: before you're dead you might as well make it the kill shot yeah um can we talk wrestling for a second? Of course, dude. No, I've been I've been listening okay. to um, the Attitude Era, and I'm almost all out of uh, of all their podcasts. Uh-huh. So the the new generation podcast is is the new hotness, man. British guys talking hilariously about um, wrestling pay per views, mm. you know, which is awesome. I love the dry wit, and these guys are great uh, oh. at that. And there's there's just like a ton of stuff. Uh, that they've done so they they the new generation podcast bridges the hogan era and the attitude era Mm -hmm. so like early to or like basically the 90s Mm -hmm. and then attitude era podcast picks up where they kind of leave off which Ah. i'm just so fond of going back and like listening to these guys talk about pay-per-views or uh just like main event matches that i saw Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's just like so good to just relive those memories. And a, a lot of them, like, all right, I didn't watch like, you know, that Royal Rumble. So just listening to them talk and intersplicing all the clips in between, I just love it. I love
1: it. Mm-hmm. I listen to a wrestling podcast called Cheap Heat. Mm-hmm. And it's on grantland.com. Grantland.com is like a sports website, but it also has like entertainment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh they cover all what's going on now, but they've got like inside sources. It's. Run by David Shoemaker, who calls himself the Masked Man. Mm. He writes really in, insightful wrestling articles, too. Oh. And so, uh, so I, I listen to Cheap Heat, and uh, that's pretty good. But here's the thing. They're always talking, you know, I mean, you got all your pay-per-views. WrestleMania is coming up uh, at the end of the month, I think. Uh, yeah, pretty soon. Um, you know, you've got these pay-per-views. You can watch them the old-school way, or you can watch them online now if you're a WWE member. How come they've never had Wrestling the Movie?
0: Wrestling, wait, which, Wrestling the Movie?
1: Yeah, like, how come they don't have the greatest fucking matches of all time as a movie, Hmm. and you go to a movie theater to watch them? Like, why not that? Because movies make billions of dollars, and wrestling, I mean, they make their money, but right now their pay-per-views are down because you can watch it online. Why not just release Wrestling the Movie, and come up with the sickest matches you could ever think of. You don't even have to have all these like months of lead up through like their their TV shows. Just go to wrestling the movie and you just have crazy ass matches. And then in between the matches, there's like five minutes of like interstitial stuff, you know, to kind of before instead of just going match match match. You know, maybe you get five minutes to kind of show why they're going to do it, or maybe you could even cut it with some fake stuff to be funny with some of the bit characters or some real stuff in between, like, show how people were, like, really fucked up or really uh, going through their production meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Wrestling the movie, dude. Like, if everyone said, like, dude, they saved their best, like, you haven't seen stuff this good in, like, five years, I bet you any money that movie makes like 200 mil in the U.S. Hmm. Do wrestling the
0: movie. That's cool. You know, they could do, like, NHL, uh, or excuse me, NFL films. You know, like, high-quality cameras on the sideline. You know, um, I was just listening to uh, talk is Jericho. Uh-huh. And we had Pat Patterson on. Fascinating mm-hmm. podcast uh by the way. Uh talking about one of the legends of wrestling. And uh he talked about being one of the minds behind WrestleMania 1, right? And he said that's exactly what they did is um there there wasn't like a pay-per-view thing, so they they broadcast it and they had people watch it live in theaters.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was on circuit or whatever. Mhm. I think the first two WrestleManias were like that. And then the third one, the one that changed it all, that was like the big time pay-per-view and shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I feel like movies, untapped potential, dude. Like, they could easily make an awesome wrestling movie.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. You know, like, they're creative enough. You just have to stay away from the wrestling movies that have already been done. Like, the seriously depressing Beyond the Mat no, yeah. Or, like,
1: like I said, this is like, it's like a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. but better. Yeah. Because it's, it's already taped, so it's not live, and you've got some shit, like I said, you can do like 5 minutes stuff in between matches, like really funny or cool or awesome, you know, action shit, mm-hmm. you know. Depending on who's about to wrestle, you can either get away with some stuff or just go, you know, do it straight real, but I'm telling you, Vince McMahon, I'm surprised you're not making money yet making wrestling the movie.
0: There have been some wrestling movies, I mean the wrestler
1: was a wrestler come on movie. i'm talking wwe yeah, yeah, making yeah. a movie about wrestling not all their <laughs> not all their other you know marine movies and stuff and
0: yeah Trish stratus bail enforcers yeah. the movie
1: yeah john cena and then eventually the miz in yeah. the marine
0: yeah they put the, they put the miz in the marine because they couldn't get randy orton
1: because he's an actual deserter oh hey, really k fabe yeah Oh, nice. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know. Wrestling the movie, dude. I, I could see that. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you get a better view than if you actually go to a live event. Yeah. Yeah, we went to a wrestling show, Madison Square Garden. We had pretty decent seats, too.
1: And the wrestling ring was far away. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was still fun. Mm. Yeah, but. I've gone to a couple. I've gone to, I've gone to a house show before during Attitude Era, and I went to a SmackDown taping mm-hmm so it's not bad it's different so <laughs> i wonder what the
0: previews for wrestling the movie would be
1: just show some sick moves
0: hmm but, but it had to set be, it to like, music i i think like it would have to be for like <clears throat> upcoming stuff you know like an upcoming match or an upcoming like pay-per-view but maybe you shot as like a uh like a trailer oh some of my favorites uh promos were like fake movies that uh, they used to do like WWE goes to the movies and make mm-hmm. like fake trailers for their stuff, uh, you know, for their upcoming matches. And one of the funniest things they ever did was they they had like one for Braveheart where Triple H is like giving the Braveheart speech to a bunch of soldiers and mm-hmm. uh, Ric Flair's on like donkey, <clears throat> and uh, they had they had everybody do West Side Story. Oh my God! Uh, songs.
1: Oh, it's just amazing see wrestling the movie would be great because it's not tied to the show or the pay-per-views nowadays you got to set something in motion like nine months in advance someone shows up in like may and like fuck you i'll see you next march at wrestlemania you know so this would just be wrestling the movie like there's no you just don't know who's going to wrestle in each match they can do whatever the hell they want and they don't have to build up to it and stuff like that just be like dude we're going to get some dream matches from different generations and it it might not even be tied straight to us. We'll just get everyone you want. It's going to be epic and just show you know show up and find out and if you want to be surprised, you show up in the first weekend. If not, you wait, and then you hear who's in it, and you go the second weekend
0: yeah, that's that's true. you know like on like a, hey even with the like live events, you kind of hear about it afterwards. I hear about it afterwards all the time, and it would be like, "Oh man,
1: that sounds actually cool. I'm going to look that up. You know what they need to do too, and it'd be funny is if they, if they let's say they, they do a series of these movies, they always have to have one match where it's like two wrestlers that, that were in their heyday 30 years ago, and they just like <laughs> fucking have a hardcore match in a retirement home. Uh huh. Can you see like, like Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov or something oh like that, gosh. like hitting each other with bedpans and stuff in an actual retirement home? That'd be awesome. If they like right. bump into each other in like wheelchairs or walkers and they're like, fuck you. Oh, and you start just housing each other. That'd be so good. Well, like you know, yeah, picking know. up picking up other old people and using them as weapons. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I I think I think, all right. Let's
0: resurrect Abdullah the butcher, right? And we'll have it we'll call it an assisted suicide match. Right? Where he goes in, <laughs> where all the old wrestlers are hanging out. You know, in decrepit nursing homes, and he's like, uh-huh. "All right, I'm
1: gonna make you bleed until you die." Then Abdullah the Butcher get diabetes and get his two legs chopped off? Uh, probably something. Or am I thinking of another fat black wrestler? That's... Uh,
0: you know, I'm not sure, but you know, a lot of those old guys, man, a lot of those old bleeders never ended well for them. I mean, cool. like you know, like bloods being mixed, uh, you know, on stage, live. I mean, yeah. th- that just that whole scenario is just like scary in today's terms,
1: well, sure, so anyways, yeah, rest of the movie, yeah, and every t- every time they do one of these movies they have, to have one uh nursing home match
0: mm-hmm.
1: be epic, it's like, it's like whoever wins this match gets out of the nursing home? <laughs> Uh, whoever, whoever, gets, whoever wins this match Mitz McMahon will fucking set you up Hunger Games style for the rest of your <laughs> life in like a mansion with tons of food and stuff like that and just see them just struggling to get out of their beds like oh, I must win <laughs> well you know
0: li- listening to some of these old you know have you, have you heard of the Heroes of Wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Heroes of Wrestling infamous uh, at Casino Magic uh, you brought us one of the infamous um uh spots where Jake the Snake Roberts is talking about like, You got twenty one, I got twenty two. But one of the one of the thing uh, matches that happened was with the Iron Cheek and Nikolai Volkov and uh just listening to the description of how it went down was just so sad. Like it felt like exactly what you're talking about. Like these guys are way th- these guys aren't just past their prime. They're like one foot in the grave. Yeah. And it's just so sad to see them lumber around with like terrible knees. And getting, like, gassed after, you know, like, a couple steps. And how are they going to, like, what are they even doing up there?
1: All right, let me switch topics. Mm. I got a couple ThunderDubs left here. Cool. If you want to understand how Chad and I grew up in the 80s, you must watch the TV show The Goldbergs. Yeah. I, I know I've plugged it before. This show called The Goldbergs, it's set in the 80s. and But it's like a family show. It's funny and stuff like that. But it's so exactly the 80s and how we grew up and stuff. It's just hilarious. They did a full episode on um, when the youngest kid was a Transformers fan and went to see Transformers the movie and was just stunned when all <laughs> the Autobots died. Awesome. And he was talking to me. Like, I, I was the same age as this kid. And I cried in the theater when Prime died. Mm-hmm. And like, and he just made a, a full episode about <laughs> how, he, how he was determined to bring Optimus Prime back in wow. In the theater. And at the end of every episode... To prove this really happened, he cuts it with actual, because he was a huge video nerd. Mm -hmm. So, he had had like a family video uh, recorder, and he always has 30 seconds at the end when they roll credits to show the actual videos he made back in the 80s. Wow. And he made his own Optimus Prime Returns video and stuff. Well, that rules. This last week, they did a full Ferris Bueller's Day Off tribute. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they did a Goonies episode. Like, this kid, we would have been best friends. That sounds legit. I mean, this is – and, like, the family is very funny and stupid. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love all the main characters on the show. But, I mean, if you want to know what growing up in the 80s was, especially for me and Chad, like, this show basically lived what we did.
0: Awesome. I'm looking at some images right now. He dresses his grandpa up like Optimus Prime.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> like, I highly recommend the Goldbergs. You know, it's a sitcom. Most people hate sitcoms. But this is a sitcom you can like. All right. See, I did not know,
0: I did not know that little tidbit about the, uh, the little video at the end. Like, oh, it's they, so good. So but, perfect. That's the thing is like, you know, marketing, you know, um, all I've seen for marketing for this show is like very non-specific stuff, like lowest common de- denominator, like here, there's a picture of this sitcom family dressed up in 80s stuff looking the wrong direction. Uh, I didn't
1: know it was actually cool. Oh, it's so cool! Yeah, and it's not—it's not like this '80s show where it's just all '80s jokes. You know, Mm -hmm. it's no—it's just based—it's just a family sitcom that just happens to be set in the '80s Mm -hmm. and has themes from the '80s. But it's not—you know—it doesn't have to totally over rely on the '80s stuff. But it's so good. Cool. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, like I said, someone who's like 20 right now may not understand a lot of it. But if you want to understand us, (laughs) this gets it. Chad, you need to watch some of these episodes because it's pretty funny.
0: That's the thing, so, man. It's like every every time you're like, "Oh man, this is actually cool." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna put this on the list."
1: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Fucking put MacGruber and then the Goldbergs, one, two on your list. All right, that's like '80s tribute, '80s tribute, '90s tribute. <laughs> well, but I'm saying these get they get it good. All right. So, all right, now something for the uh, kids who grew up in the '90s. I went and saw SpongeBob the movie this morning.
0: Really? Did, wait, with did my you, with you my kid. kid? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fuck it, I don't want to go see Spongebob I was on kind of
0: wondering, I was like, he must be bored <laughs> at work.
1: <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I never cared for Spongebob. Well, I, first of all, I wasn't a kid when it came out. Yeah. Uh, You know, I was like a teenager, and I was running a summer camp, and all the kids were like, we love Spongebob, and you know, because the first they were like, we love Rugrats, and now they're yeah. like, fuck Rugrats, we love Spongebob now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lots of adults love Spongebob. I'm not really one of them. I'll, I'll laugh now and then. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. this movie. If you're a SpongeBob fan, you will enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it, but you know there was some good innuendo now and then and stuff. So there's a couple things for me to chuckle at. Um, I wasn't really big into it, but anyone that uh, grew up in the '90s that loves SpongeBob, you'll like this movie.
0: Well, Wait a second, but but the desperado, the thirteenth warrior, plays like the villain in the movie.
1: Yeah, Antonio Banderas is the pirate. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, did he, did he? Did was he fun anyway?
1: Yeah, he was fine. Okay.
0: Like that, that like uh, you know, I was a fan of his work in Spy Kids. How silly he was! So I thought, oh. like, oh, it's got to be like great matchup.
1: If you want silly Antonio Banderas, you got to go Expendables Three. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's probably the silliest he's ever played. <laughs> Sillier than Puss in Boots. Wow. So yeah, he's not bad in this. Right. But uh, you know, I'm not, I've never been a huge SpongeBob fan, so mm-hmm. uh, it was like it was okay. But I could tell, like, if you're a if you are a fan, you would like this movie. All right. But, like one thing was good was they have this apocalypse scene. We're like, well, they, they, they lose the recipe to Krusty Krabs. They're mm-hmm. not not Krusty Krabs. Krabby Patties. Krabby Patties. And uh and like they're like, well, what's gonna happen? And like in, in like a flash, the whole world goes to shit. And they're all apocalypse, and they're all dressed up like Mad Max people. <laughs> and and like the crab is like, you better get used to wearing leather. <laughs> and they're all wearing like fucking leather gimp outfits and shit. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so that was cool. I was like, all right, you got me there, SpongeBob. That's fun. So, but yeah. So, if you like SpongeBob the movie, if you if you like the series, go see the movie. If you you know, otherwise, then clearly you wouldn't go anyways. But
0: well, you know what? You know what's hilarious is like, you know, I I have not watched every single episode of SpongeBob, but I watched a lot of early SpongeBob you know, back when mm-hmm. Billy West was uh, was SpongeBob. Uh, but a lot of people agree, and I agree too, that SpongeBob was amazing for like the first four ish seasons. And then it went straight down to hell, like, you know, no offense to anybody that worked, that worked on the show, but it felt like a creative roller coaster going meow, mm. where just, you know, entropy just starts to set in. Um, most of my favorite episodes are like, you know, some of the early ones where it's just like, All right, where's the show going? I have no idea. And there's way more adult jokes and adult humor. Uh-huh. Um, in my opinion, but then I haven't really watched uh, a ton of new stuff because every every once in a while, like you know, I'll I'll see some, you know, like I'll I'll turn it on or I'll I'll watch you know five minutes and if it doesn't really you know, really pull me in, I'm like, eh, all right, I'm done. And uh, just a, a lot of just classic SpongeBob moments, like things that everybody knows about SpongeBob, like really meme stuff, is mm-hmm. early early SpongeBob. So it's interesting that they came back again and did another movie in
1: theaters. Yeah, because they did one like 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, and David Hasselhoff was in it. Yeah, and his you know. butt. Yeah, exactly. It was like, all right, this is the end of SpongeBob. And it kept going. Yeah, man. <laughs> just like the Simpsons, they had a movie and South Park, too. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, we're doubling down. We're, we're going strong. We're not going away. Yep. I'm just, I mean, at some point, there's going to there's gonna be Bob's Burgers, the movie. Oh, sure, why not? It's just, like, it's just bound to happen. Family Guy Mm -hmm. has had a few movies. I don't think they've been in theaters, though.
1: No, they haven't gone in theaters, just because McFarlane's doing his own now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like, every, for some reason, if uh, an animated show gets past, I think, like, I don't know what the cutoff point is, but I think it's, like, if you get past season one and you get renewed, you're there for, like, 30 years.
1: Well, I know uh, this is not going to be the case, but Adventure Time's getting a movie. Yeah, there
0: you go. I wonder about that too. The fan the fan base for Adventure Time is kind of cannibalistic. You know, like they're kind of like ah, new people, new episodes. It's not as good. Wah, wah, wah. Um, but if they do like a movie, then they can you know, just do whatever you want. Yeah,
1: they yeah. might end it at that point. I don't know. Well,
0: the the creator isn't involved anymore, so it's kind of like it's the exact same situation as SpongeBob. You know, huge franchise, characters everybody knows, creative, creative team from the beginning, no longer there. I'm not sure, like, what the percentage of people that are still there uh, mm-hmm. from the beginning, but it's kind of like, well, this show can just continue without, uh, you know, like with new influx of people.
1: Hey, I can't wait for for me to own a property and do that and walk away. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, dude, and be like, you can keep paying me. I'll just yeah. be over there.
1: Speaking of... <laughs> uh, for our any of our newer listeners, uh, I wrote a short book called "Fat Vampire Slayer," mm. based on some of our earlier podcast stuff from the first hundred episodes. Uh, it's recently woken back up. Really, I ch- I check my monthly report to see if anyone's buying my books, and like, and, and all the purchases this month were "Fat Vampire Slayer" mm. purchases. So it's fucking back, baby. All right. So, uh, so, if any, and we haven't, I haven't talked about it in like forever. So, but um. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's only ninety nine cents on Amazon. I promise you will like it. It's just full of dirty jokes. I wrote it like I was a seventh grader. <laughs> it's fucking stupid and hilarious. So, uh, and you don't have to trust me. Uh, it's it has very good reviews <laughs> on, on Amazon. Thanks to our listeners. One one person said it was like the second most important book in the world after the Bible. <laughs> Biased it all. Yeah, um, so yeah, go check out Fat Vampire Slayer. It's on Amazon. You can get to it. You can link to it. Uh, or we have a link to it on our uh, pot, our website, Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. yeah, 99 cents. It's the best 99 cents you're ever going to spend unless you get like a pack of Starburst, I guess. Like the tropical kind, not the regular kind. Mm-hmm. I can't take Starburst
0: anymore, man. Dude, Starburst will just like murder my tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like when when you become an adult like you're like, "Oh wow, my palate expands." And now when I eat the garbage that I used to eat when I was a kid, it tastes horrible and and my tongue is like, "What are you doing?" Oh, it like puffs up and stuff, but like there's some things you just can't go back to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think if I would eat one of those cake cones, you
1: know, I think I would literally die. Or well, what about so, like to bring it full circle now? We we should have dirt pudding for the first time in 20 years. Ooh, check this out. It's it seems I, still good.
0: I, dude, dirt pudding is amazing. I've moved on to moose. It's very much like moose. In fact, I think it is moose with just some Oreos in there.
1: Like moose knuckles?
0: Yes, like... Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's like uh, moose. And just like that, we started to have some technical difficulties. I apologize. Uh, that's it for our show, everybody. Uh, we're the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out every week. We're a free podcast. We're on JumpmanPodcast.com. You can also check us out on RetrowareTV.com and over at Elder Geek.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. It will automatically just come to you without any work. Um, Also, uh, check us out on Facebook. Big shout out to all the maniacs that are lighting up our Facebook page. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Jumpman Engage.